So last time we were together, we got introduced to a church in the book of Acts, but not just any church. This is the kind of church that you want to be a part of. This is the kind of church that you want your friends to be a part of, assuming you like them. This is the kind of church that you would want your kids to grow up being a part of. We we got introduced to a church that was absolutely flourishing even though it was living in a season and an atmosphere that you would think would cause it to just fall apart. And yet in the midst of that, it wasn't just surviving, it was thriving. And so we want to kind of go back to to this section of scripture Learn a little more about this church. So if you have a copy of the Bible, I'd encourage you, wherever you are, grab it or turn to an apple and grab something to write with, something to write on again, just believing that God has something he wants to show you in his word. Acts chapter 2, we're going to start reading here at verse 42. And here's what it says describing this church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, verse 46, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Again, I don't know about you, but this is the kind of church that that I would want to be a part of. It's a church that was experiencing God moving in miraculous ways, healing and restoring and giving insight that could not be explained humanly. This was a church in which the community around them not just respected, they actually enjoyed the people of the church. Uh, I imagine that the community would have said about this church, we don't believe what you believe, we don't agree with what you have to say, but we love the fact that you live here. They enjoyed the favor of the people. This was a church that experienced revival on a regular basis. Revival wasn't something they talked about every now and then. No, people were coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus on a regular basis. Imagine being in a church like that where your friends and your family and your co-workers are putting their faith in Jesus and they're crossing over from darkness to light, from death to life on a regular basis. That was true in the book of Acts. But as we saw last time, this church didn't just thrive accidentally. This church didn't just thrive incidentally. No, this church thrived intentionally. And one of the key ingredients to the church thriving was this idea we looked at last time of devotion. This was a church that was filled with a group of people who said, we are all in. We want to commit to practicing the kinds of things that help the church soar, that help the church thrive regardless of the season in which they live. 
And so we want to start asking the question, well, what were the kinds of things that this church devoted themselves to practicing? Because if we want to be part of a church like that, then we want to learn the kinds of things that they were practicing. But what we know for sure is they were devoted, which, by the way, is such an interesting thought, because you know what that means? It means you may not be a part of the kind of church you want, but you are definitely part of the kind of church you make. I think we all think, like, I'm going to find a thriving church and become a part of it. But what we're learning in this section of Scripture is that we actually help make the church become the kind of church that's thriving. And one of the key components, ingredients, is devotion. So what were the kinds of things they were devoted to doing? Um, We want to zone in on one of those practices found here in verse 42. Uh, Let's look at that verse again. Here's what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. One of the things Luke tells us that the early church in Acts chapter 2 was devoted to was the truth of Jesus. He says they were devoted to the apostles' teaching. They refused to lose sight of what the church leaders taught them. And really, the moral of the story is, y'all have got to listen to me. Uh, No, that's really not at all the point of the story. The moral of the story is that they devoted themselves to the truth of Jesus, The people of this church were not committed to the apostles. They were committed to the truth of Jesus, learning what Jesus had to say. But here was the thing. The people who understood best what Jesus said were the apostles. Now, this wasn't called the apostles' teaching because the apostles came up with it. It was called the apostles' teaching because the apostles were the individuals who spent three years with Jesus just gleaning what he had to teach them. And now they were in a position to pass along what Jesus said to the church. This is kind of like what happens at my house when uh, the UPS truck or the FedEx truck backs up into our driveway. We get super giddy. But no offense to my friend Todd, who works for UPS, we're not giddy about the UPS driver. We're not giddy about the FedEx driver. We're giddy about what it is that they are delivering to our home. That's what it means when it says that they were devoted to, they refused to lose sight of what the apostles delivered to them from the person of Jesus. It was the truth of Jesus that they were devoted to, which means they lived driven by the question, what does Jesus have to say about this? Come on, apostles, teach us. What does Jesus have to say about this? We know what culture says. We know what popular opinion suggests. We even know what we feel about it, but what does Jesus have to say about this? That's what we care about the most. 
And I'm going to come back to this, but this is definitely not a passage about being committed to a preacher. This is not a passage that's calling us to become obsessed with the way a certain preacher said it or the way a certain kind of preacher thinks. No, this is a passage that is describing a movement of people who were hungry to learn what Jesus had to say. And I'm just asking, is that you? Are you hungry to know what Jesus has to say? Will you DVR the truth of Jesus? Will you refuse to lose sight of what Jesus has to say? Are you driven by the question, what does Jesus have to say about this? I know what the headlines are saying. I know what the medical experts are saying, but I want to know what does Jesus have to say about this because it's his truth that I want driving my life. And I'm telling you, show me a church with people who love and refuse to lose sight of what Jesus has to say. And I'll show you a church that is thriving regardless of the season in which it happens to be living. And if you haven't already, come on, I'm just saying, aren't you willing to to mark a moment and to say, I want the truth of Jesus to be what drives my life. We need that. Now, I can't move on without saying something about the other half of the apostles' teaching. That was one of the main reasons that the apostles taught the people in the church was because Jesus told them to do that. Super deep, I know. But after being quarantined for three days in the grave, Jesus just got on up and he broke out. And before he went back to heaven, he gathered his disciples, his followers around him, and he gave them some very strict parting instructions. Look at this. This is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. This is what Jesus says to these apostles, among other people. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And here it is. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That could almost sneak by us. But I wonder, did you see that? Teach them what I have said. But he goes further than that. Teach them my truth, what I have said, so that they would do what I have said. That is so powerful. When Luke says that the church in Acts chapter 2 were devoted to the truths of Jesus, he's not just saying they were devoted to knowing the truth Jesus taught. He's saying they were devoted to knowing the truth of Jesus so that they could live the truth of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, if we miss that, We are going to become collectors of the information that Jesus passed along to his apostles. We'll become really well versed in what Jesus said and accumulate more and more information and be content to say, we know it. 
But until we do what Jesus says, we have not become devoted to the truth of Jesus the way this church was in the second chapter of Acts. You would just have more information and frankly, you become annoying. Paul says knowledge puffs up. Even the knowledge of Jesus, it just makes us arrogant and, and you know, cocky and, and big-headed. And the truth is, that explains why in many contexts the community says the church is kind of annoying to some degree or another. Here's the way I would say it. We want to live to learn the truth of Jesus so that we can learn to live the truth of Jesus. We want to live to learn the truths of Jesus so that we can learn to live the truth of Jesus. What does Jesus say about this? Because that's what we want not just to know, but to do. Show me a church that's learning what Jesus says and living what Jesus says, and I'll show you a church that's experiencing God moving in them, among them, and through them in powerful, powerful ways, regardless of the season. Um, with that, I want to say something that rings all the more true in a season like this. Um, now, please don't tell any preachers that I, I said this, but you don't need any preacher or teacher to be devoted to the truth of Jesus. There I said it. Um, what was true about the apostles is no longer true about any of us. We don't have some special access to the truth and the teaching of Jesus. Now, granted, those of us who serve in, in teaching capacities in the church, we, we went to, to seminary to study a, a little bit more. And the reason we did that is so that we could teach people to love the truth of Jesus. Not so that we could convince people to become dependent on us or the way we communicate the truth of Jesus. I'm telling you, church, you do not need some preacher to be devoted to what Jesus says. That is something I don't want us to miss. I think our churches will never thrive if we create this dependence on the preacher and I think we've mistaken listening to a preacher or a teacher or some kind of podcast with being devoted to the truth of Jesus, and they are not the same thing. Please hear me. If you have the Holy Spirit and the Bible, you have everything you need to live and love the truth of Jesus. Here's the way John says this. One of Jesus' apostles, 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. As for you, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, you received from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his spirit, as his anointing teaches you about all things, 
And as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Remain in Jesus. And I'm just saying, can you imagine what will happen in the church if each of us takes responsibility to learning the truth of Jesus so that we can live the truth of Jesus? Imagine what would happen if I believe I have the Holy Spirit, I have the word of God. And now all of a sudden, I have a word for you. You have a word for me. I can encourage you. You can encourage me. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what season we live in. It doesn't matter if we get quarantined. It doesn't matter if we can sit under the words of one particular individual. I believe I can still learn and live the truth of Jesus. You want to be a part of a thriving church, and I want to be a part of a thriving church. Here's the question. Are you personally doing your part of learning and living the truth of Jesus, because you have everything that you need.